Hey guys, Post Ninja here. You're most welcome to the listening hub of the century. This is a different episode. This is unlike any of my seasons or the kind of episodes you listen to. This is more of an awareness and advocacy episode. Uh, I would like to call it a bonus episode because I'm doing it for a friend, a friend, someone I respect, someone who is very, very passionate about what she does. And today, you will be meeting my very, very good friend, Lois. Lois, please introduce yourself. Hi. Hello. My name is Lois Tofumi Adiromoshe. I'm a parent mental health advocate. I'm a gender-based advocate. I'm also a global media campaigner for FGM. Oh, nice to meet you, <laughs> Nice to meet you too. By the way, guys, <laughs> let me just TV. tell you something. We actually, <laughs> we've talked for about 30 minutes before this particular record, and we found out that we were saying nothing. You know why? We couldn't hear ourselves by the time we'd say, okay, let's check. Let's mm. check. We that we have been talking. Is this still really recording? <laughs> My brothers and sisters, I'm weak, but I have to re record. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so, <But> then, <laughs> guys. Lois is a teacher. Yes, I'm a teacher. She's got a 95 job and she's particular about children. So I guess it just makes sense that you're teaching and, you know, you have this first hand um, um, understanding, yeah. you know, with kids. You have an understanding of how their minds are. Yeah. And would you say that this has helped you a lot in your advocacy? Yes, it has. It has helped me a lot because I'm able to, I meet them every day. Mm. I speak to them every day. Mm-hmm. I even cancel them. Yes. And this has helped me understand them. It has helped me to understand them better. Um, understand what is even going on in their minds. Mm-hmm. Even before they even say what they want to say. Yeah. So um, it has helped me in lots and lots of ways. It has even um, increased my passion towards doing a whole lot of things for Aww. them. I so, think the highest I've done, which I still do, is mm-hmm. that I teach kids in church. Uh-oh. But that also gives me... Because, yes, you, know, they just because you meet them. You. You know, when they are really learning from you, I are mm. giving them, you know, the love stories as they well. Do. <laughs> so um, you you all should know that I've actually worked with Lois on a project. Yes. Uh, we have our flagship project in the Smile Outreach. We've been able to reach about 2,690. Yeah. I'm so glad about that in different states. Same here. And Lois's organization, Good News Club Philippian Missions, yes, happened to be one of the um, organizations we partnered with yeah. and we were able to reach amazing. It was, amazing it was, it was fun. You know, <laughs> we had lots and lots of testimonies. We had, we had, um, during the adolescent sexual health talk, yes. you know, we had lots of testimonies and we had um, people that have gone through some of these things. Yes. And, now they are doing better. Would you believe that one of your students called me to tell me about her sister and how she's trying to get her sister to change? Wow, yes. that's good. Yes. That's very good. I, I'm so sorry I forgot to tell you, but okay, I'm, I'm going fine. to try and get the WhatsApp message so you see what we talked about. That's fine. But that is not why we're here today. Mm-hmm. I just wanted you to get a feel of who Lois is and what she's about, and I'm sure you're loving her already. You can <laughs> check her out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Yeah. I will be fixing our social media handles in the description of this podcast. Today, we will be talking about why abolition 
our culture on FGM. Why should we do it? Why is it still happening? That is one thing I still don't understand to today. I swear down. But we will be addressing it. And hopefully, you know, if you get to listen to this episode, you don't just listen to it and, you know, stop there. Share it with the world. Share it with your friends. Let people know that this is an act that should not even see the light of day. Um, So before we even go for that, let's define it. Because I know a lot of people still do not know what FGM means. So, Lois, please help us. Do us the honor of defining FGM. Yes. Uh, FGM is a procedure that involves a total or complete removal of the female external genitalia. Mm-hmm. So, FGM is actually an issue. Mm-hmm. It's a very big issue. And... Um, Though we have different types of FGM, mm-hmm. though, because some people will be like, no, what, what happened? It was just a little scratch, <laughs> and that was it, <laughs> you know? So we have different types of FGM. We have um, a type 1, which is clitoridectomy. That's like um, a partial um, total removal mm-hmm. of the clitoris. We have mm-hmm. the type 2, mm-hmm. which is... Um, a session that's um, the to- um, partial or complete removal of the clitoris and the labia minora. Mm-hmm. Then we have the infibulation. That's the the one that I I used to call the orga of FGM <laughs> because this one is a more complex one where they sew up the they try to sew up the labia majora and um, just leave the vaginal orifice um, close. Um, you know, they are doing it in such a way that um, they are closing up the vaginal orifice and just leaving the part where the child will be able to urinate. Then we have the last one, the type 4, where um, it's just a scratch, the pinch, and some insertion of herbs. Some people do that. Why do they so, do that? Uh, we have lots and lots of reasons why. See, even if it is scratch, please. It's, it's an issue. It shouldn't be done. That's why I usually tell people that... Um, are planning to go um, to go do this particular act. I tell them that you are perfect for your purpose. You know, you are perfect. You are perfect the way you are. You are perfect the way you look. You don't need to cut. You know, need to. Um, some people say that it will grow and become the. It will grow and become the male. It will look like the male external genital. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's going to look reasons. like a penis. <laughs> I've heard it once. Oh, yes. It's one of the reasons that they say it will grow and become and look like the external, the male external genitalia. And um, a whole lot of other reasons. Um, there some people That's say, the funniest reason I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Some people say it's dirty and it looks ugly. Excuse me? And it's funny now, but then it's, it's it, when they are doing it, it looks like a serious thing because now it's their culture. Um, I was telling you about um, one of the interviews mm-hmm. that I had. Yes. Where the person that was discussing with me yes. was um, asking me that why are we abolishing this culture? Is it because some people are lazy? Is it because some people are afraid of the pain? Is it because, you know, lots and lots of... Did she just say it's because some people are afraid of the pain? Yeah, she said so because some people said that it's because some people don't want to go through that pain. So they are running away from it. No woman should go through that pain. No woman should. Look, the highest pain I go through, I go through that pain every month Mm. and I don't like it. I don't wish my enemy that kind of And that's thing. because you've not given birth very, to. very... No. <laughs> that one is... We know that's another... Give on the other side. But the cramps alone that I go through monthly, I dread it. Yeah. Now you are telling me, is it because of the pain? Like, pain is a part of a woman's life. I do not subscribe to that. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a big issue. So I was telling her that um, there's really no advantage 
to FGM. There's absolutely not. There's no advantage. Like for the meals, you know, for the meals, the when once you you get circumcised, that's why we don't call it FGM for the meals. We call it circumcision because um, there's no mutilation and stuff. Now for the meals, it's okay for you to get circumcised because um, it reduces penile cancer infection, the STIs that's mm. sexually transmitted infection. Yes, um, you know. A, a whole lot of other advantages. The AAP, that's um, American Academy of American Pediatrician, something like that. The, 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 it was actually from there I read through and I was like, oh, this is actually nice to circumcise a boy. Now for the girl, now because of the advantage. Now for the girl child, nothing. I just cut in hand, that's the end. There's no advantage to the girl child, but there's advantage to the males that will later sleep with her later. So... The reason why parents say that um, they want to circumcise their daughters because um, they don't want her to be promiscuous is really not an issue to me. Well, there's only a kind of violence that can be done to the human body mm -hmm. that can forever mar that person, whether you're a male or a female. Exactly. So you, 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 you literally ruin that child's life, mentally speaking. Mm -hmm emotionally speaking mm -hmm. and physically exactly you've changed her now there are a lot of there are a lot of complications when it comes to fgm a lot of, it's not just the pain that's why i felt like what what are you talking about it's not just the pain now there are a lot of implications we have the immediate implication that's when the practitioner is actually on the girl the pain that's one of it um bleeding hemorrhage um, you know, a lot of a lot of things happen. Urinary retention because at that point the lady will not, the girl will not want to go to, you know, toilet to urinate. Oh my god! Um, a lot of them even go into shock, and due to the shock they die. Now that does not now stop there. Afterwards, there are some complications when you get married and all of that. Even before marriage, we also have this menstrual. Um, problem complications complications well. we have urinary complications we have psychological complications leading to depression um you know uh trauma trauma and all of that um there was this um girl that uh, i was you know i was uh, talking to you about her and because of the cutting season mm -hmm. that's it because it's usually there's yeah, the cutting season it's usually done in august because you know august is a long break Oh and because of the God. long break, it gives them like a month to heal. So this girl did not heal within that period. So she was unable to go to school during that period. So because of that, the school refused that she'd been promoted. She's been promoted with her mates. So she had to go back. To, she had to repeat that class. She had class. to repeat that class. And then the girl was not even doing well. So she had to fully repeat that class. And then her mates are, you know, above her. You can imagine the low self-esteem, the depression, and other things that it will cause her. You know, she will now... talk about the anger. The, yes. She would never forgive her parents, for example. That's, that brings the trust issue. She will not forgive her parents. She will not trust anybody. Everyone is a suspect. And she will not even be able to open up to people, you know, talk to people because she has trust issues. Because of the thing that has been done to her. Exactly. So there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of psychological harm. I was, I was you know, thinking... Mm. There is so much exposure, so much awareness, the girl, child, FGM. You know, FGM is one one kind of violence that, that is really, really intense because of how how much it affects the girl, child. Mm -hmm. It really affects the girl, child. It's an all-rounder when yeah. it comes to the violence. Yeah. 
But now, my question is, I really feel, it's not a question, it's just what I think, and then I'll ask a question. I strongly feel that this act goes unchecked in rural areas, and there are probably more mortality rates than we know. Exactly. And we'll still talk about the medicalization of FGM, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the fact that in these rural areas, there are no medical emergency healthcare if a child is to undergo this thing and probably she does not stop bleeding exactly and that will lead to her death mm-hmm. the use of crude tools the, the the pain that comes with it when they are forcing this child the infection her through mm-hmm. that is not funny it's not funny what is being done now what are people doing to stop this act in rural areas though we have some laws guiding all of this but now it's left for the judiciaries and laws Yes, we have some laws. Yeah. Actually, we have the VAP law, mm-hmm. which talks about the fact that um, anyone that performed this will pay some of um, 500 and I think 554 um, US dollars. And then. Wait. <laughs> 554 US dollars. Yeah. That's, that's like, of, yeah. On a child's life. And no, there's, 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 there's um, imprisonment. Like, How many years? I think 14. four years, no, 14 years. Why not? 20? It's like four years or three years. Or 30. Exactly. It's like four years and there are lots of laws. We have the Child Rights Act too uh, on that. But then the thing is, that's the reason why I, I tried my best to do community um, outreaches. Mm-hmm. I've, been to, I've been to Buari. Mm-hmm. I've been to some part of Guacolada. Okay. I've been to some places, Jikoi and all of that for sensitization. I try to go to the villages where these things are done yeah. so that we can speak to them about it because now we're talking we're talking on TV, talking mm-hmm. on ra- okay, radio, some of them still have radio. Mm-hmm. Some of them may not even have electricity to, you know, listen, listen and gain the idea or yeah. even have the knowledge of these things. Yeah. So it's a culture, it's something that they keep doing mm-hmm. and it's something that they feel like since our forefathers have um, done this thing, some people don't even know the reasons why they do it. They just know some of them just know the promiscuous reason. So, so they just keep doing question things. Why am I? Doing why am I doing this? Why do I need to? So do they just keep doing it, and anybody that refuses to do it, they term that person a witch. Mm. Sometimes they do that. Tell me about the times you've gone for sensitization. Hmm. After the sensitization, does it feel like they will change? Mm. During the sensitization, you know, while speaking with them about it. They understand. But now there are a lot of people, maybe, like, you know, you're speaking to people. Mm-hmm. So we try to get um, translators mm-hmm. to speak to them mm-hmm. about it. Some of them come and they meet me and they're like, okay, how, um, why should I stop this thing? What, what else can I do, you know, to stop her from getting promiscuous? You know, some parents don't even talk, talk to their girls about um, their sexual health. Mm-hmm. They just feel like they can make the decision. So they just violate her. Because I'll call that a um, violation of her human rights. They just violate her immediately and say, oh yeah, let's just cut her. Now that we've caught you, you let's see if you'll be promiscuous kind of thing. Exactly. And but, they don't know that there's something like, like rape. Sorry for cutting you. Okay. So rape can happen, whether she's caught or not. Okay, so I, I was explaining how it's weird. Mm. What I'm saying is, you know, sometimes it happens to us even when we go to church. Mm. When we have been doing something and the person that tells us is bad, we mm. feel bad deal. Mm-hmm. We tell ourselves we're not doing do it, it again. But once we reach house, breeze blows small. 
we'll go back to doing that thing. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't you think it still happens? Don't you think there needs to be a follow-up sensitization? There needs to be some one-on-one contact with those people, yeah. you know, in these areas. I understand that it's a lot of work having mm-hmm. to go back to these rural areas because they're quite in, 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 like inside. inside. I know a lot of yeah. places are really far. But are there modalities in place to re-reach them? them? Mm, yes, we're trying to actually reach them mm-hmm. you know you know speaking to them and mm-hmm. going back to reach them but then if something is a culture mm. it's very difficult to abolish very very difficult to abolish it takes you know constant speaking with the person you know constant so that's the reason why most times we give them our numbers if there's any if if, if you have a reason if somebody has given you a reason to go through go the process of fgm just call us Let's talk to you about the reasons why you shouldn't, you know. Okay. Yeah. How about if we can go through local ads? Mm. Yeah. Even through religious uh, pastors, imams, and all of that. You know, people that are in a place of influence that can actually, you know, to some extent influence exactly. yes. the act. Yes. We, uh, the one, there was one we did. There was one outreach we went for, and we spoke to the king about it and the king also stood up to you know comment on this act the king is um the king is well learned mm. and he knows the reason he knows the consequences of fgm so he usually speaks to his people about fgm but you know fgm now because they know that there's a criminal you know there's something behind how do i say this there's a law now that if you are caught this and this will happen and all of that so they do it in a very hidden place you know, they do it in an environment where they can just hide and do whatever they want to do. And But then it takes a friend, people that are close to you, that will now be like, ah, what's, what's, what's going on with this girl? Um, where is she? I've not seen her in a while. That's when they will now start looking for her and be like, oh, this and this and this and this happened. And when it happens like that, nobody wants to come and report. It will now look like I'm a boy. Okay, so you let's know? talk about medicalization of FGM. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very disgusting strategy to ensure the continuation of and you know the violation of girls mm-hmm. i think so because we've talked so much about the pain the struggle the effects the use of crude tools mm-hmm. some of these people are now beginning to you know bring in some infused technology mm. into fgm so they give the girls anesthesia yeah. to go take them to hospitals so it looks like a normal surgical procedure and, you know, oh, yeah, now we've taken the pain away, mm. so can we still go ahead with our culture? Mm. What do you think about this? I would say that um, the nurses and the doctors are educated. Mm. So if they're educated, they should know what is right from what is wrong. Mm-hmm. But then some, some of them don't even know that FGM is not something that should be practiced. Mm-hmm. So since they don't know that... Wait, how can a doctor not know that FGM is not to be practiced? Some of them, this as I said, this is a cultural thing. It's something that has grown deep into their so lives, saying, their way of life. So you are saying that no matter how educated a man is, his culture is where yes. the culture still does not change his thinking. Exactly. 
That's weird. It doesn't change your thinking. It doesn't change. You still remember that in our village, we don't used to do like this. In yes. our village, we used to do like this. That's why you hear some people say, don't allow me to go to the village. Mm. If I go to the village, eh, because they... <laughs> oh you know, so the, 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 in our village, you hear people say, in our village, we don't do like this. In our village, we don't abort pregnancies. I've heard some people saying mm-hmm. that. So wherever you go to, no matter the standard of education you have, there's still some... They see a place of culture in their lives because people need to hold on to beliefs traditions exactly well to all the doctors and nurses that do this please please put an end to this yeah please 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 move um culture is something that um you know culture is something that can be replaced culture is something that um keeps changing culture is not static so um these things should stop no matter um, whatever you have been told, no matter how much you've been given to emulate um, a girl, please, we are begging, don't do this. I understand the need for preservation of culture, mm. but I feel that applies to things like our sense of clothing. Yeah, do you see how, do you see how traditional styles. marriage used to look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. These are the things we should preserve. Yeah, exactly. Know? We don't keep those culture. We don't. We copy other people, but. Things that should be abolished that harms a man or a woman, we keep, we keep those that. ones. And, and that's a big problem. The, the, the thing with FGM is, mm. I just wanted to be clear and I want everybody to know, it's not a Nigerian thing. It's not an African thing. It's mm. a global thing. It's a global thing. It happens everywhere. 200 million That's why I say globally. 200, over, over 200 million women are living with the consequences of FGM. So it's a big issue <laughs> and it's something that we really need to put uh, at the front line. So you're telling me there's a possibility that the woman I walk past, you know, on, on my street is yes. probably going through something and she cannot express what she's going through. Exactly. I was, you know, I was telling you that I was speaking with, um, I was speaking with this woman. I didn't really know how we we're just um, talking and I was just sitting down waiting for someone. So she was telling me, so what do you do? Uh, I, was, I told her, I'm an advocate, you know, I talk to people about FGM. And I was like, FGM, what's FGM? So she didn't even know what FGM means. So when I told her, so she was asking, what's, what's, what's FGM? And then I told her, how would you not know what FGM means? And she was like, no, I don't know what FGM is. And I'm like, okay. So I told her. She was thinking that it was one of all those our issues again. We have come. You know, those, you know we talk about some of these things. Like, ah. You have come with your wahala. So I was not telling her that this is what it means. She was like, oh, okay. And then I told her that it's um, um, the procedure that involves the total or partial cut of the female genitalia, the external female genitalia. And she was like, eh, that's what you're calling FGM. That's circumcision now. What's circumcised now? Don't you know that it is our doctrine? Okay. She asked was a religious reason. It's our doctrine. There's to... a religious backing to FGM. Yes, there's a religious backing. Oh, no. So, um, now, a lot of um, pastors and imam condemns it, but, you know, there are a lot of people that have their different doctrines about some certain things. Mm. They will tell you that Moses said you should get circumcised. That was exactly what the woman, something like that, she was telling me something like that, that uh, Moses said you should say you should go and circumcise some set of people. And she said, she was saying, I was like, oh, um, do you have a female daughter? She was like, no, she, she has four boys. I was like, mm. so if you had a female daughter, would you circumcise her? She was like, yes, would I would have circumcised her. 
So that was when I sat her down and spoke to her about FGM, what FGM really means, mm-hmm. um, the implications of FGM, mm-hmm. the types of FGM and all of that. She was like, okay, no wonder. During sex, I don't used to really feel anything. Oh Sometimes if I used to even feel pains. Oh my and God. then she said she had, I don't know if that's, the, that's one of the you know, consequences of FGM. She was like, um, she had constant... Miscarriage. Oh, I tell you, about to forget it. Again. <laughs> I mean, like, what's going on here? <laughs> and, uh, so you are telling me FGM has we, some effect. Yes, he has a lot of effects. So she was like, maybe that's the reason why she was having. But I don't know if miscarriage is part of it because I've not really read in some places where. But then she was saying that she had constant miscarriage and she doesn't even like the idea of sex. So she just do it so that her husband would not go out. Oh my God. So I was like, so this woman has been deprived of premium enjoyment. Yeah, and I was like, well, she was like that. She didn't know that she thought it was something that was good and everybody should do it. She was even looking at me weird at some point. That's why you were not caught. Why? What are your parents doing? Excuse me. <laughs> that was why no, they were before, keeping me safe. <laughs> exactly. Before I even told her about the FGM, the consequences and all of that, and and I told her about FGM, she, was, she just looked at me. So you're not circumcised. She was like, she was like, she was feeling like saying immediately, "Oh yeah, let's go. Let's do something. Let's about do it. something about it." And then when I, I spoke to her about the consequences, I spoke to her a lot about it. In fact, the person I was waiting for even came and all of that. And then we just, I just um, discussed with her. She felt really bad. She felt really sad. Number one, she, she was sad because she was ignorant about it. Mm. And number two, she felt it's a cultural thing. So um, since everybody is doing it, it's something that they should do. And that's why um, what you said earlier, having a will. You know, having, it matters. Yes. We'll talk about that too. So having a will matters. Yes. Okay, guys, Lois is talking about, because before now, remember I said we had to delete the record. Mm-hmm. I was talking about how I come from a family where we all have a mind of our own. And even when my mom was told, you know, that she needed to be mm-hmm. circumcised or caught, caught, she did not do it. She didn't care. What's the societal what Yeah, meant. what everybody would say. She didn't care what people would say. No, that's say. what people are conscious about now. What would people say about me? So, I, I still feel that... Um, everybody should have a will. Ev- no, no, no. I'm talking... Uh, how the fact that my mom had a mind of her own, mm-hmm. we have a mind of our own. Like, if you, if you give me bullshit about how... FGM is something I must do. Mm-hmm. And telling me that you probably never talk to me. Oh, well, bye bye to you. <laughs> or you say, ah, you will never go to us. Bye bye. I don't know. That's the kind of home we came. We'll just tell you to help with what you are saying. Mm-hmm. We are not doing this. We are not doing this. How about while we are sensitizing the people who caught, we are sensitizing rural areas. We are, sens- we are trying to get leaders, local leaders, mm-hmm. to change this. How about we also? try to make girls have a stand of their own. Yes. Or is it that these girls are usually deceived so they don't know when they're about to be caught? Um, like I was saying, we um, I, I wrote a comic book and it will be out very shortly. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's titled Tolani Nirara. Okay. That's like Tolani Said No. Mm. That's um, It's a book, it's a comic book that will make young girls um, have the zeal and be encouraged to say no to some certain violent acts. What if a child say no and they just trick her into it? Mm, that one is an issue. But then that will give 
her and understanding that she's about to get tricked into whatever they want to do. How would because you know she's about to get tricked. Hmm. They take these people, they take them to a particular place and just force them, they constrain them. Now, all these them, you are saying, mm -hmm. have you done it? Have you sensitized the girl child to know the tricks? How she might be tricked into mm. doing it? Fine, we'll tell them. Mm. How about we tell them, look, have a mind of your own. Nothing yeah. is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. They say, if you don't do everything, this is what, let them know that. Then also teach them the strategies that they these use. people are using to capture them and trick them into doing what they don't want to do. Exactly. Because some of them, you know, it can be due to, you know, they're they are still really young. Mm -hmm. Some of them are still really young. So they may just tell them something that interests them. It all depends on the girl, you know. They, they, like if, if you're a parent, now you know what your daughter would love the most. Mm -hmm. So you can just use that and be like, ah. Um, come, let's go and let's go and get ice cream. No, I'm just saying ice cream, but then the rural environment, we know. So now this is a tricky one because it look like we are trying to train the child not to trust her parents. Uh -huh. So it's it's like that. This is wild. <laughs> you know, you know, it's a different case when when we're small. Our mothers will say, "Don't talk to a boy. If you talk to a boy, you get pregnant. get pregnant." And we stop to that rule. But how do we tell a child that look? If your mommy say, "Let's go here to get the ice cream," she's mm, probably tricking, tricking you to go you. to FGM. That's really a difficult. It's thing. a difficult thing because your parents know you well. So when your parents know you, they know what you like. So if you if you if you tell a child that when your parents say, let's go and get ice cream, they're tricking you to go for FGM. Or um, let's go and, you know, go, um, go to a place where I can tell you, um, the village square where we can tell you stories. You know, that's like a trick. But then they will not want to go to the village square anymore. They will not want to continue, continue with their daily activities, the which is we very... The will not be happening, where they not make everybody a suspect. Exactly. So it's it's an issue. This is a very big issue. Yes, it's a very big issue. I, I find myself, I have to I have to say it, I find myself really lucky and thankful that I've not undergone this thing. Mm. And I'm going to try as much as possible to, if, if I find anyone talking about FGM and is in any way uh, an apologist, for example, I will mm. let them know that it's horrible. Yeah. You know, I believe strongly, this is a word to everyone out there, you don't have to be a victim of something to advocate for something. No. You don't have to be a victim of an act to be an activist. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a victim of FGM, but I know the implications. I've seen people that have gone through this and they are living with the consequences. And that is the reason why I've made it um, I've made it um, a thing to, to, you know, talk to people, educate people about this thing. And that's the reason why, you know, I'm, I, I, like you said earlier, I'm someone that relates with kids a lot. Mm -hmm. And anything that affects them is as if it's affecting me directly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I'm making this a point of duty to, you know, get the comic book and give it out to girls in the, in the community. Because a lot of them don't know about these acts. So they don't know about these acts. And... Um, we need to get this book out there, you know, make the girls understand that, see, if you have not done this thing, there's a probability that it will happen to you. So you have to be careful and understand that this thing actually exists. I'm glad you are even putting it in, 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 in the Yoruba language. Mm -hmm. Please consider putting it in other languages as yeah. well. I really hope you get sponsored. I really hope people, you know, help you out in the, making the comic. Um, because I know there's a lot of money that is involved in making comics, yeah. printing it, distributing it. I know this because we have a comic of our own that yes, we're trying to distribute across the country. Use. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this comic. And I want to use the opportunity to employ everybody. We are all activists and advocates of something. Mm -hmm. You might as well add FGM to it and tell everybody whenever you get the chance, whenever you suspect something has been done to stop it. Um, 
We need to talk about case studies quickly before the end of this episode. Share with us one or two stories that you feel, you know, might emphasize the the danger, the horror of FGM out there. Mm. I'll talk about just this one story that happened this year. The Fatum girl in Somalia, Fatum Hassan Ahmed. Uh, she was a girl that um, her father is actually blind. He's a nomadic farmer mm. and she helps the father, you know, mm. to take care of the father has goats to take care of the goats mm-hmm. and everything. So she's practically the eyes of her father mm. because the father is blind. But now um, the girl had to, you know, um, she was she had to go under this court. She was caught and during the court she started bleeding and she bleeded excessively till she died. Oh my god! So now the father is left alone with all of the things that, you know, it's just like the father did not have anybody. She was the only one. She didn't have a mother or anybody around. So she was the only one. Did she, did the father approve the cutting? We don't know. We, we practically don't know if he approved. But then if it's something that is done in that particular area, the father wouldn't want to say, no, don't get caught. It's something that we have been doing. Your, the, her mom was probably caught, you know. So, it's something that he would have allowed. And, you know, for poor um, people living in rural areas, ev- anything and everything that, you know, is happening happens. You can, you can just, you know... It's a communal place. So take, do whatever you want. One big family. Exactly. If one person, if one family is doing something, then... The next family, the next family. will do it. So that's... Uh, that's a, it was a shocking story for me. And it's something that whenever I think about, it's... I'm pained about it because I've been talking about this over and over again. For it to happen to a girl of 13 years old is is something that, you know, for we adults, um, you know, as you grow, the pain, you can take more pain. Yeah. yeah? Now, for a young girl at that age, going through this kind of cut and then bleeding excessively and all of that without, you know, um, a good hospital that could even take care of her, stop the mm. bleeding and all of that due to the environment that she finds herself. Oh my God. But then uh, her story would, you know, live on and we'll keep talking to people about this issue. You know, it's a sad story. This is really touching. And um, the, the fact that there are probably more than, you know, this case study out there, there are probably more scenarios, more events, more mm-hmm. happenings that led to death. It's, it's really, really painful. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping there are more people like you that have taken it upon themselves to keep educating people out there, you know, using platforms like this. You are on the radio, you're on TV. Now you're even on podcast to ensure that you have a recording you can always send sure. to people. Please, please, by all means, do that as much as you can. Um, Postnanja is very, very grateful for you know, thank you for choosing us to share the story. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for sharing your point of view. Very, very important. The world needs to hear this. Guys, if you listen to this episode, do not listen alone. Do not let it end with you. Spread the gospel. Spread this. Let the whole world hear about it. Let people you feel might, you know, might be into this thing. Just Maybe give it to them. Just yeah. listen to this episode. Just take a look at what FGM can do. Know what it's about and see that someone, people are dying from this um guys you should know that this episode is sponsored 
by the global media campaign uh this is a shout out to global media campaign thank you so much for um giving us this opportunity to spread this as well please tell us about global media campaign if you wish global media campaign is an organization that um, give out grants and also create awareness for fgm yes guys yes guys so the global media campaign trains funds they support activists to use key influencers like religious uh, community leaders you know on the media to end fgm FGM ends when local-level activists, influencers, medics, religious leaders, and journalists take to the airwaves, you know, calling for the end, you know, to FGM. And that is what the Global Media Campaign to End FGM is about. And I feel it's really, really, really important that there is a body like this out there seeking to put an end to FGM. You've been listening to Bitemi Adedere as well as Lois Adedere. Thank you so much for joining us. Till I see you in my next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.